The freedom this morning to worship. The freedom that we celebrate as Americans every day and that so many take for granted. Let us never forget the price paid and the sacrifice made. Father, we thank you for our spiritual freedom. The sacrifice that was made there. And we just pray, Lord, today that you would anoint your word, anoint your servant. I pray that I would be able to open the hearts of your people and bring them from where they're at to a new place, a new level, a new freedom. We just ask you, Father, this morning to reach out and wrap your arms of love and strength around those families that are remembering and honoring those family members who paid the ultimate sacrifice. In Jesus' name, and everyone said a big amen. Amen. Hey, turning your Bibles this morning to the book of Joshua. Uh, we're going to go to Joshua chapter 4 and uh, begin reading in verse number 1. And uh, we just want to uh, share some things with you today. Today I want to talk about memorials. What is a memorial? What are memorials for? What is the purpose? What is the, uh, uh, what should they be? What should they not be? And uh, we, we, we trust that you will uh, be blessed today. Joshua chapter number 4. And uh, we'll start reading in verse number 1. And it came to pass, when all the people were clean, passed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people of every tribe, a man, and command you them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's foot stood firm, twelve stones. And you shall carry them over with you. And leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared to the children of Israel. Out of every tribe a man. Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of Jordan. Take up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder. According to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you. That when your children ask their fathers in the time to come. Saying, what mean ye these stones? Then ye shall answer them. That the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan. And the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Now we have here, there's many stories, we're going to talk about a few this morning of memorials. But memorials are things that help you remember. I don't know about you, but the older I get, uh, I need more things to help me remember. I have to Make notes. But the problem is, I don't always remember to read the notes. I I have to set reminders in my phone of appointments. 
Because it's very easy to get busy in life and forget. There's so many things in life, and I promise you, you're here today, and you said, I will never forget that. And today, if I ask you what that was, you don't remember. There's times that when things happen, at the moment, we remember. But then, we move on, and we forget. But there's so many times God said these are important things. These are things. Now, how many knows in life, I don't want to remember everything. There's some things I want to forget. Those are usually the things we remember, isn't it? But there's some things that God has done. There's some, some, some experiences. There's some miracles. There's some times and places that I do not want to forget. I want to remember. And the way that we do that is we put up a memorial. So all through Scripture, we see where God would tell them, write this down and tell the story. To your children and your children's children. Here, when they, uh, God did a miracle. They opened the Jordan. They passed through. And God said, on your way through, pick up a stone. And on the other side, they, 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 they stacked them up. Twelve pillars. Because one day, you're going to come by this way. And your kids are going to say, hey dad, what are those pillars of stone?" And you're going to say, this is where God did a miracle for us. This is where we thought it was hopeless. This is where we were stopped and stuck. And this is where God opened up the waters and made a way where there seemed to be no way. And the God that did that for us is the God you serve. And He'll do it for you. And we, we remember and we rehearse and we pass it down. Because what you don't tell your children and remind them of, they will never know. We had a generation who all went to church, who all loved God. We were a truly a Christian nation in the beginning. Then the 60s hit. A little free love, a little rock and roll, a little drugs. And those were the people who their parents had taken them to church. And they knew the things of God, but they rebelled against it. Then they had children, and they did not teach them what they knew. And now we're living in a generation who does not know God. They don't know the principles of God. And that is the generation that is trying to wipe out the knowledge of God and even take out the American history of in God we trust. They have no knowledge of God. They have no direction. How many generations does it take to forget God? Just one. If you don't teach your children what you know, if you don't set up some memorials, uh, amen, if your children don't see this Bible and they say, what is that? That is a memorial of all the things God has done. It tells me who God is and what God's done and it gives me direction. If you don't teach your children the Word of God, they'll never know it. 
Thus, they will not live it. Memorials aren't important at all. We, we have memorials. They still live them. Jesus celebrated Passover there before his death. What was Passover? It was remembering when the death angel passed over in Egypt and God brought them out. Today, the Jews still celebrate Passover. God said it'll be a memorial to you forever. They celebrate Purim, which is when Esther went before the king and God saved the nation. They, think they hold it as a memorial. They have celebrations and parties and parades and they dress up and all the, they, they remember and they pass it down from generation to generation what God did. But you know what? Amen. So many times in America, amen, God has done great things, but we have failed, amen, to pass them on to the next generation. Memorials are for us. And for future generations to remember and never forget. There's some things that we need to remember. They're good things. They're God things. They're miraculous things. They're things that, 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 that build faith. I mean, you need to remember. How many celebrates a birthday? That's a memorial. We just celebrated Miss Amy's birthday. We celebrated our anniversary. Those are memorials. We remember them each year. And what happens when you forget them? <laughs> it's not good. Memorials. All throughout Scripture we see, amen, where God, amen, said, remember this. Write this down. Remember this. Don't forget this. Rehearse it in your children's ears. Tell them this. Tell them this. Remember. There's things you need to remember. How do you do that? You make memorials. There's historic memorials. Uh, I, I remember uh, when our kids were in CHS. Uh, I went with Jacob. Amy went with Haley. And it's good to have Haley and Matt here today. And uh, we, we, we went with them on the, the history trip. And we, we, we were doing the history of Texas and, and looking at all of our history. And we went all through, we went on down to the Alamo and we went out places, I mean, where there'd be historic signs. You know, you ever pass somewhere that says historical marker? Always like to read it, hysterical marker. <laughs> Something funny happened there. Those historical markers mark events. Births, deaths, they, they, they represent something miraculous. I just learned something this week. Pastor, Pastor always teaches me new things. And uh, we were talking about, he was talking about on, on different uh, signs and different things. Uh, and and the, the, the war and the, the soldiers and things, how they would have the horses, the, the, the horses on there. The ones that have the horses reared up with both paws up were soldiers that died in the heat of battle. Correct? Horses that have one hoof down and one hoof up were soldiers that were wounded in the battle but then died later. And then the ones that have the horses with both paws on the ground were soldiers 
who died of natural causes later in their life. I didn't know that. Now, you know, next time you see an emblem or a plaque or somebody's name or, or, or different things, memorials that have those, you'll, you'll, you'll know if they buy, died in the middle of battle or a result of it or what. So there's memorials, there, there, there's histories. So we went all around and we saw the signs and we visited the memorials. We went to Washington, D.C. We saw the Vietnam uh, uh, Memorial, the Korean Memorial. We saw all the different ones of fallen soldiers. We stood there and we read the list of names. And there was people all over. And they were there and they were visiting. And they were looking up names of loved ones. And on this Memorial Day weekend... Families from all over will gather at those memorials and they'll remember. Memorials are places to visit. Memorials are places that we go and that we remember uh, what happened. We remember the person. We remember the situation. We remember the time. We remember the sacrifice. But let me tell you this morning, what is not... At memorials. There's no houses. There's no tents. There's no cabins. There's no cots. Because memorials are meant to be places to visit and remember, not places to live. Listen to me this morning. There's many people today that are stuck, that are living at a place of memorial, an event, a circumstance, a tragedy, and they've never moved on. Today they're living in the same pain as the day it happened. They're living in constant memory. They haven't moved forward in their life. They're stuck in that place. And memorials were never meant to be a place of residence. They were to be a place to remember and to honor. But the most dishonorable thing we could do for those people who gave their life for freedom is not to live free. Jesus paid a price. Jesus died so that we could be free. And for you to live in bondage, for you to live in sin, for you to live, amen, in torment and depression and fear and, and, and addiction is a dishonor to the very price that He paid. For you to live in that place that was only meant to be remembered we don't forget we remember the sacrifice paid we remember the pain of the sacrifice we remember the pain of the loss we remember the pain of the tragedy but we don't live there Jesus died to give us a future and a hope but today, if you're living in hopelessness and you're living in the past, you have, you're dishonoring the very sacrifice that was made for you. In America, you're free. 
You can work. You can toil. You can labor. You can be anything you want to be. You can make as much money as you want to make. But for some reason, listen to me. For some reason, a former generation did not teach their children the value of hard work and the value of the Bible that you don't work, you don't eat. And everybody that plays the game gets a trophy. You don't have to strive to be the best. You can just do anything you want to do and get the same reward as everybody else. Somebody owes you something for doing nothing. And now we have a generation to where all over America there are signs on every door, help wanted. Every sign says, we're short of staff, apologizing for the wait. Why? Because we have a whole generation, listen to me, sitting at home, getting a government check because they get more money work sitting at home than they do working. And it's not their fault. It's the parents' fault. A former generation did not teach them. Told them they should get something for free. Here's what's going to happen. Those checks are not coming forever. America's broke. We're making up money. What's going to happen? Those are going to stop. All the jobs are going to be taken by people who want to work. And those people are not going to be able to find a job. It's not going to be good. Now's the day. Now's the day. There's help wanted signs everywhere. Not one single person should be out of a job. If you want to work, there's somebody hiring. That's not even in my notes. I'm sorry. That just came out. I was just in a place this week. The sign on the door. Apologizing. We're short-staffed. You know what I did? I went in there and I told them, you know what y'all need to do? Y'all need to hire some taller people. If all your staff is short, you need to hire some taller people. That's what I told them. <laughs> yeah. Memorials are a place to visit, but people have got stuck. Where are you living today? Listen, the Lord wants to give us a future and a hope, but Satan wants to get you stuck in the past on a tragedy, on a failure, on a hurt, on a, bet a betrayal. Somebody did me wrong. Somebody hurt me. Somebody talked about me. Somebody did something to me. Somebody hurt my feelings. Somebody divorced me. Somebody fired me. Somebody, Listen, the, the enemy wants to get you stuck there. Where all you do every day is remember the past and you are making no progress towards your future. 
It's time to get up. It's time to say, God, I, 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 yes, I, I remember. Listen, we learn by the past. Some people do. Some people like to just repeat it over and over and over again. I like to learn by others' mistakes. If you run into that wall and you fall down bleeding, I'm just going to go, you know what? I think that wall's hard. But there's some people that go, well, it hurt them, but it won't hurt me. Come on, let's learn. Let's look at memorials. Let's look at other people's lives. Let's look at other people's progress. Let's look at other people's situations. And let's go, you know what? I don't have to repeat it. I can learn from it. And I can be better. Every parent's dream is that their children are better than they are. That they're more successful. That they accomplish more. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm honored to say that both of my children are better looking than me. Smarter than me. And make more money than me. I'm happy about that. I'm blessed because of that. Because that means I get good Christmas presents. I get good Father's Day presents. And we just got a good birthday present. Because he used to, I remember the days that we would give him money. Here's $100. Go shop for me and mama. You know, buy us two or three little things a piece. Basically, we bought ourselves a present. I like it when they use their money to buy me stuff. That's the goal of every parent, that your children are successful. But the only way that they are is that we have taught them about memorials, of what worked, what we did, how we sacrificed, how we loved, how we served, how we gave. And they saw it in our life and in our lifestyle, and they're continuing to live it, and they're blessed. That's what we want for our future generation. These people that are all out across the country protesting, don't want to work, want everything for free, don't want anything to do with God, want God out of everything, they're the ones going to be running this country in a few years. God have mercy on us. But thank God, there's still a lot of people there's a lot of people that taught their kids to work hard. Taught their kids to serve. Taught their kids to give. I don't ever tell anybody's business. That's between you and God. But I think I'm going to tell on this one person. I saw Anthony... Me and Amy, coming into town, we stopped at uh, Wade's. Saw him come in, and he was over at work, and I said, How long have you worked here? 
Today's my first day. And that next Sunday, he had a tithe envelope in the offering. You know why? Because his mom and daddy are givers. On Easter, they put money in those eggs. They've been doing it for years. It's increased. He's watched them do that. He's watched them work hard. He's watched them give. It blessed me so much. When I saw him get his first job, get his first check, and honor God with it. I was proud of you. Now, that's not to build him up. He, he, He just did what was right. But he did what he was, what he saw. He did what he was taught. What are you teaching your children? It's not necessarily exactly what you tell them. It's what they see you doing. That's a memorial. The little woman that came and brought her alabaster box and broke it and poured it on Jesus' feet. Jesus said. From now on, this story is going to be told for a memorial for her. And here we are, over 2,000 years later, talking about her. Because she made a sacrifice. How many remembers the story of that guy that quit? Do y'all remember his name? Why? Why? Because he quit. We don't record quitters. They don't make a legacy. They, they, they don't make a name. They don't build a memorial. Satan wants you to get stuck. Where are you living today? Are you living at a memorial stone? Are you living? Listen, my my, my mom, my dad, they passed away. I have a stone. It's a memorial. Has their name when they died, when they, when, when they, uh, how long they lived, and when they were born, when they died. And when I drive by there, I say, hi, mom, hi, dad, hi, granny, hi, granddad, hi, uncle AJ. They're all out there. But never one time have I taken my tent and spent the nights. I don't live there. Visit there. I remember. Do I miss them? Yes. Would I bring them back to this world? No. Do I want to go where they're at? Oh, yes. Do I want to go today? No. I want to live my life to the fullest. But when I do go, I don't want my children camped out at my grave. I want y'all to celebrate with mama and stepdaddy. Spend my life insurance and have fun. (laughs) Don't let him drive my truck, though. 
The devil wants you to take that pain, to take that betrayal, that divorce, that, that moment of that bad diagnosis. People say, since my cancer, since my divorce, since I was fired, since I had a heart attack, since this. And they memorialize it. And they put up a stone. And they live there. Amen. Yes, bad things happen. But don't live there. Yes, we remember. But you know what? Don't camp out. Come on, move forward. Let's get a hope. Let's get an expectancy. Let's let the bad things in life make us stronger. The cross is a memorial of the death of Jesus Christ. But we don't live at the cross. Why? Because He's alive. I've been to his tomb. He's not there. There's no reason to camp out there. There's no reason to stay there. Jesus wants us to come to the cross. We remember his death. We accept it as the penalty of our sins. But then we move on to a relationship with a risen Savior. And then we celebrate and we walk with him in life. And one day we'll live with him in eternal life. He doesn't just want you hanging out at the cross remembering all, oh, all the pain, all the nails, all the, the crown, all the stripes. Yes, every bit of that was for my good. He took those stripes for my healing. But I don't just want to camp there. I want to walk in health. I don't just want to always remember the pain and the death. I want to remember that three days later he got up. Think about it. Jesus is alive. Jesus is talking and walking with the disciples. Jesus is doing all those things. What if a few of those disciples just hung out there at Golgotha where that cross was? It's empty. Talking about all the things that Jesus used to do. Oh, I remember... When he used to teach us. When he used to feed us. I remember how much he loved us. Wouldn't that have been a shame? Because Jesus was alive. He was still feeding them. He was still teaching them. He was still loving them. But if you get stuck back in the pain, you're going to miss the fellowship of the resurrection. Yes, the pain happened. Yes, it was terrible. But it was for a purpose. And now, He's alive. Let's come into relationship with a risen Savior. He's not on the cross anymore. I remember it. I thank Him for it. But I walk with Him daily in relationship, in life. What are you living? Are you living today in pain? Is your heart still hurting over an event? Are you living today in regret? We've all made mistakes. But guess what? You can't go back. You can only go forward. You can't undo them. 
but you can do better. You cannot make the same mistake again. Are you living in the past? Are you spending most of your time looking in the rearview mirror instead of the windshield? There's a reason the rearview mirror is small. It's just made to take a glance. Are you living today in a place of tragedy? That's not where God wants you to live. Listen. It's good to remember loved ones. It's good to remember. But it's bad to get stuck in the memory of that pain. Tragedies happen. People die in all kind of ways. Whether it be wars or accidents or so many other things. God doesn't want us to get stuck in that. Bad things happen to good people. People betray you. You lose jobs. You lose things. You lose people. You lose friends. Relationships fall apart. All those things happen in life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. How can I be of good cheer? Jesus said, because I've overcame the world. I can take the pain out of a painful situation. I can take the tragedy out of tragic situations. Yes, we remember, but we don't live there. I visited all those memorials. I read the names. I stood in honor. I stood in silence. We prayed. But you know what? I came back home and I got busy about the master's business. I visit the cemetery sometimes, but I don't live there. I come back and I do what I can to honor the memory and the calling and to help complete the vision they started. See, they don't want me living there. They want me working here until Jesus calls me home. Today, are you living life to the fullest? Are you stuck in a situation, in a circumstance, a pain? Have you got stuck at a place that you should have just visited? Today, God wants to take the pain out of your heart. We always remember we never want to forget. We, we learn so many lessons from our past. But if we don't want our past to stop us from fulfilling our destiny in our future. Today, open your heart to God. Open your spirit. Be willing to get up and leave that place. Don't be like the man laying on his mat for all those years. And Jesus said, you want to be healed? And he started making excuses. I can't. I can't get up. People, nobody. I don't have nobody to help me. No, everybody gets in front of me. Jesus didn't ask him all that. He just said, do you want to be healed? Jesus said, take your bed up and walk. 
And you know what? He did. Now, the Bible doesn't say. We don't have the rest of the story. I've been to that place. I've stood in that place. I didn't see him. You know what? I don't think he came back to live there. I think he got a new residence. That was for sick people. He had been there long enough. He was healed. He was well. He could walk. You know what? It would have been a shame if he came back, brought his bed, laid down in the same spot. Because it was comfortable. Sometimes it's uncomfortable moving forward. But today God's saying, take up your bed and walk. Walk away from that. Walk away from that pain. Walk away from that tragedy. Walk away from that betrayal. Ask the Lord to heal your heart. Use it to better yourself in the future. Start teaching your children better. Yes, it can be a memorial. Yes, we can go back and say, hey, this was your grandparents. This was them. But tell them the good. Tell them who they were in God. Tell them that's not who they are. That's just a memorial. My mom and daddy's in heaven. They're not out there at Bascom Cemetery. So today, get up. Get up. Don't live there. Remember it. But don't let it hurt you anymore. Are you ready? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, thank you for memorials. There's things in our life we don't want to forget. There's the miracles, the joys, the blessings that we want to pass on to generation after generation. But Lord, there's things that I don't want my kids to remember. There's times of failure, times of discouragement. I don't want to memorialize that. I don't want them looking at my life and remembering, oh yeah. I remember dad was always sad or mad or upset because of that. Oh, I want to move on from that. I want to be better because of that. I want to use what the enemy meant to destroy me and I want to use it to drive me to success. I want to love more. Serve more. Give more. I want to fulfill the promises of God and the destiny of God in my life and I don't want to be stuck something the enemy meant for bad. Lord, In life, we get hurt. People hurt us. Things hurt us. Situations are out of our control. Today, Lord, there's so many that are suffering because of that. And today I ask you to supernaturally reach down into their heart and do a work. Today, let them leave that place. And begin to walk into their future. Where are you living? 
Are you living in joy? Are you living in peace? Are you living in God's promises? Or are you living in pain, hurt, regret, fear? If so, just take one more moment and think about that situation. It's not hard to remember. You have a memorial set up to it. You visit it often. You think about it often. It constantly bothers you. But today, we're about to leave that. It's there. There's a marker. It was a time in our life. It left a scar. But I'm asking the Holy Spirit today to take the pain out of that. I have scars all over my body where I've been poked and cut. And I can look at my hands and I can remember when things happened. Brother John can look at his hand today and remember just a day ago when I smushed his hand with the tables and took all the hide off his finger. It probably still hurts today. He might be a little sore at me still. But guess what? In just a few days, the skin will grow back. The pain will be gone. He'll forget that it even happened. He'll forgive me. But you know what? Six months or a year from now, if he's still nursing that finger and he's still upset at me, we're gonna, we have a problem. We're going to have to take him to a doctor. We're going to have to get in the altar and pray him through. Because those things are temporary. They're not made to be permanent. You've been living permanently in a place that should have been temporary. So let's get up. Let's move on. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to heal us this morning. Father... In the name of Jesus. Right now, every person, they remember. They remember because they're there still. And it hurts. But I pray, Father, right now that the Holy Spirit would just let His love. We're not condemning anybody. We're not judging anybody. We've all been there. But for their sake, because we love them, we want them to get up and move from that place into a place of victory, a place of healing, a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of prosperity. Would you pray with me? Those of you watching online, you're hurting today. You're stuck. You're living permanently in a situation that should have been temporary? Would you pray this with me? All over the building, will you pray? Dear Lord, you see where I'm at. I'm stuck. I remember. I still hurt. I'm still wounded. 
I was betrayed, done wrong. But I'm complaining to the one who that you didn't do no sin. And they killed you. I'm no better than Jesus. Life has hurt me. People have hurt me. Circumstances have hurt me. But today, I make a decision. I'm getting up. This is a place, but it's not my permanent place. It's a place I remember, but not a place I want to live. I'm leaving. I'm getting up. I'm going forward. I'm taking up my bed. And I'm walking away from this pain, from this hurt. Jesus, if you're really ready to be healed and to start getting better, I want you to say these words and I want you to mean them. Jesus, I forgive. Those who hurt me. Today, I choose for my sake to let it go. I can't change it. I can't fix it. But I can decide not to live in it anymore. So right now, I walk away. I'm walking forward. I'm walking into hope and joy and love and victory. I'm walking away from pain. And I'm walking into healing. Jesus, thank you. I'm not going to live there anymore. Help me. Walk in joy. Walk in love. Walk in victory. Help me teach my children to do better than I did. Let that situation be just a memorial. Not a residence. Thank you. Everybody just lay your hand on your chest. Jesus heal my heart take out the pain lay your hand on your head Jesus heal my mind help me not remember every moment of every day let me focus my mind on good things on my future more than my past Transform my mind. Put your hand on your mouth. 
Father, heal my tongue. Let me speak words of life. Liberty. Not death and destruction. Lay your hand on your ears. Jesus, heal my ears. Let me not hear what the devil says. Listen to his lies. Let me hear the voice of God. Open my spiritual ears. I'm a child of God. I'm forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven. Jesus loves me. I'm special. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. Amen. Go live in a better place.